Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Oh, hello, guys, and welcome to episode 17 of the Caged In podcast with me, your host, Petrus Patsilovus. And this episode, I'm going to be joined by Ethan Valentine O'Connell, who is a really good friend of mine, but we'll get into that once, yeah. It's just, um, we recorded this episode a couple of weeks ago, and it was a lovely, glorious day. Uh, weather's just got better. It's fucking roasting here in Brighton. The weather is bloody lovely, and yeah, I feel like going forward, like this is the... <laughs> From this point on, so next week's episode, episode 18, will be Deadfall. This one was Amos and Andrew. And next week's one, um, yeah, so the last, like, five or so, I kind of recorded in about three, three to four weeks stint really quick. Like, kind of got a backlog. And I've kind of lost that momentum. So I kind of had a couple of weeks off. And... This week, I've got to get back on it. Um, I'm still trying to find a guest, so because I've heard that Deadfall is a really fucking mental one, so I don't really want to do it solo, but I should have something lined up. And as soon as I know who it's going to be, you guys will know. So don't worry about that. I want to say a massive thank you to everyone as well who entered the first Caged In competition uh the winner will be announced today which is tuesday the 20th of june so if you're listening in the future which i imagine a lot of you will be yeah that would have been announced on instagram and you didn't have the chance to enter and sorry but maybe in the future i'll run another competition i don't know see what see what other free stuff i can blag again massive thank you to the guys at pitch house cinemas and especially the duke of york cinema in brighton for hooking me up with those two free tickets that i can give to you guys so um yeah i'm gonna i'm really fucking hot and i don't know i'm probably gonna have a twister lolly and just have i don't know just just not sweat loads um so yeah the episode coming up are going to be interesting to record because if the weather is going to stay like this it's going to add added pressure it's going to not just be people enduring Nicolas Cage films it's going to be people enduring heat 
added body temperature, like trying to talk, trying to be impassioned, trying to be funny, whilst battling with the glorious, glorious sunshine that is beating down upon us. But I'm sure we will power through all in the name of that is the ridiculous nature of Nicolas Cage. So let's kick a theme tune and get into the fucking episode. Catch you later, guys. Feels like I've been awake for days. Watch a film starring Nicolas Cage. Could be shit or it could be fun. Valley girl face off an army of one. Deadful corner, Lord of War. The Wicker Man trespassing so many more. Know how it starts, I don't know how it ends. The first ten are solo, then it's me and some friends. No distractions, no expectations Over the weeks, hear my frustrations I guess the podcast is about to begin I'm your host Petra Plasilevis and I'm Cage in So guys, today we are talking about Amos and Andrew It was released in 1993 So I would have been two years old when this film came out Um, Yeah, never fucking heard of it Uh, I'm actually joined uh, by a guest today who is a good friend of mine, Ethan Valentine O'Connell. Hello! Yeah. Ethan's just a friend of mine that I've known for a good few years now, and just, like, we've always talked about films, so I couldn't have thought of anyone better to get on the podcast to just, I don't know, join me on this fucking crazed journey. Thank you for having me, man. No worries. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so, as always, ask everyone, like, have you seen this film before? I've never even heard of this film before. Oh, that's perfect. I've never, yeah. I would have been one when it came out, so, yeah. (laughs) So, like, I don't know, uh... That's always a good thing. I've like I've I've been chatting to a couple of people online about uh, arranging episodes and stuff like that, and they've been saying like, um, "Oh, do I need to know anything about the film?" It's like the less you know about the film, it tends to work out for the better. Like, <laughs> um, just because I don't know, yeah. Um, some of these ones that I've never seen before have just been real funny <laughs> real fun to watch uh yeah like i'll give you a bit of context as well while we're recording this it is a fucking glorious sunny day here in brighton it's the it's the right day in which to sit on your doorstep and eat a clip I might. yeah which we have done we have done we've done that but now we are holed up in a darkened room <laughs> like i don't know like yeah like a couple of weirdos like uh Obviously, the blinds are closed. One, because get glare on the screen, and two, just don't want, just don't want the general public looking through the windows because it just looks fucking mental. Two guys talking into microphones in a in a lounge. I don't know. It just how fucking egotistical we would look from the outside. Uh, but yeah, like it's probably like time. Quit the rambling. And we're going to put our feet up, turn our phones off, and get raging with Cage. Right, so the film has now been watched. And, oh, it's like a little, little, we had a fucking adventure of our own. 
Yeah, with... it, it, it took a bit of time for us to actually manage to watch this, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had our own suburban nightmare, as it was, <laughs> um, <laughs> which uh, will be explained in great detail what that actually fucking means. Uh, so I thought we'd lucked out with this one because um, I saw it was on YouTube and I was like, great, it's like, I can watch it, like, I don't know how legal that is, but... <laughs> Yeah, before, great, we can watch this on YouTube. Started to watch it, realised the picture was backwards. So, left was right, right was left. The credits were facing the wrong way. Started about like a minute in as yeah, well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they'd, they'd, whoever, the shyster, the old knock-off <laughs> Nigel had put this online and cut <laughs> off all of the like studio credits at the beginning. I guess there's even more reason to try and get away with it, maybe, yeah. I don't know, but... I kind of got away with it. Yeah. <laughs> um... And then, um, yeah, I thought we'd go even more illegal, just try and stream it online. That wasn't working. The picture, picture was literally 1080 potato, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, then I was like, great, I'm going to have to rent this film. Uh, tried tried iTunes. Um, turns out my card details weren't right, so I had to update those, go try and do it on my laptop. What do you know? The internet just decides to have a fucking meltdown. It just went kaput. And we were pretty much sat for at least uh, 45 minutes to an hour waiting for the internet to sort its fucking shit out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, so we've had an ordeal before we even got into this film yeah it was an adventure within itself I yeah, guess. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. so we were we were primed and ready for what this film had to had to offer like um i kind of kind of a before we before we like talk about the film fully and like dissect it fully yeah i kind of at the end i kind of had like what I would put on the back of the DVD case. So okay. I've never done this before. I just put like um, like two unlikely foes end up becoming brothers in this suburban nightmare. <laughs> like that's all you need. <laughs> and like, yeah, I, I go with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, cool. Well, you had that. Like, let's get back to yeah. Well, first of all, did you enjoy this film? Ethan? I actually really enjoyed it. I didn't anticipate on. I mean, like, like I mean, we both knew nothing going. Yeah, in well, yeah. Obviously, we just looked at the. We looked at the main poster, and it's pretty much like a typical '90s buddy movie. Not necessarily buddy cop movie, but like a buddy movie with you know Sam Jackson kind of posing on the front, Nicolas Cage looking like a bit of a bad boy as well, and like. <laughs> what is going on here yeah so um yeah i enjoyed this as well i fucking paid 7.99 on <laughs> I hope you did. so the pressure was on even higher like most of these films that i've bought i got for like 50p cx or like i got them off ebay they don't even come in dvd cases well that's that's another story altogether but this film so it opens with um What's the song that's playing? Uh, Beyond the Sea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Sam Jackson, he's uh, kind of on a ferry boat with his car, yeah. like going over to an island. It's not really 
not really explained, but like you kind of you kind of get the gist of what's going on. Pretty yeah, quickly. it's not massively explained whereabouts the island is, to be honest. But it seems to be, I guess, it's kind of close to New York. I guess. Yeah, it's like so, upstate yeah. New York, that kind of thing. It's like an affluent neighbourhood. Like you kind of yeah. see the the yeah. It looks. I've written down in my notes. It looks like an idyllic neighbourhood. You've got like um, yeah. you've got like a family living their life. A guy on like the sit on lawnmower, obviously a sign. That people have got money. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a classic sit on lawnmower. Like, come on, like he's not he's not pulling it. He's like yanking it up, trying yep. to start that bad boy. He's got a click, little click key. Um, I kind of felt like that. That though would come. I don't know. I wanted that to be brought back. That like sit on lawnmower. Yeah, <laughs> that would be like a part of. The escape, as it were. Uh, but, um, yeah, you see this, like, you see this couple, and you see him, like, driving through, and... Oh, you forgot, we do get a brief glimpse of Nicolas Cage before oh, yeah. all of this, doing a handstand in a jail cell. Yeah, 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 and he kind of gets <laughs> let out to, like, they say, like, you've got one call. Like, yeah. I'm not sure, like, if that's supposed to establish that he's just been arrested, or... Yeah, because I figured, like, you know, you get you get your one phone call and then you get put in your jail cell, but it seems a bit... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know, it kind of seems like... He looked like... He looked at home there. He looked like he'd been there before. Like I think they're yeah. establishing quite early on he's a bit of a jailbird. He's, he's in and out of these yeah. places. Um, but, yeah, Sam Jackson, uh, who plays Andrew Sterling, so, yeah, I'll call him Samity Sam, Jackson, <laughs> Sam J... Or we might just call him Sterling or Andrew. Andrew. <laughs> yeah, like, we've put it out there of how we're going to address him throughout this review breakdown of this film. Mm. He pulls up to the house. Uh, it's cut back between that and uh, Nicolas Cage making a phone call, which finds out he's... Uh, he's trying to order a pizza yeah, like, uh, to the police station. <laughs> He's a man after my own heart. I think if I had one call, like, <laughs> sorry, mum, like, but I'd be, yeah, sorry, Emma, I'd be ordering a pizza. <laughs> oh, I love me some pizza. Um, <laughs> and um, there's like an old couple assume, because they see a car parked in the driveway, yeah. that um, Sam Jackson is going to be like their old friends who used to live in that house, yeah. not realising that he's the new owner. You kind of see a scene of the dog rummaging around in the bushes and it no, like you notice a sold sign that's been knocked over. Yeah. And um, they instantly <laughs> assume because he is a black man in this affluent neighbourhood with a stereo in his hands. Well, yeah, with a stereo in his racist. <laughs> I don't know what's oh, going through their minds. I like, know. Oh, you know, these black people, they love their music. <laughs> Probably that rap music. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Um, yeah, they're a couple of, like, busy body tossers. Yeah, like, one of them's a lawyer, the other one... Actually, is the woman's um, job role? No, I don't think no. it's... Like, I think they just kind of... This is, like, their summer home. Yep. Yeah, and they're, like, straight away, like, things go from... 
naught to 100 because they call yeah. the police and they come out in full force. Like, as soon as they hear it's a black man in a house, they're fucking out there. They're armed to the teeth. Yep. They're, like, circling the house. Um, you find out as well that the police chief is running for commissioner, which I feel like plays a big point in this film. Could you see, like, a billboard? Yeah, I, I actually put that down in my notes as just Cecil Tolliver, which I believe is his name. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah, I was just sort of like, okay, that's instantly going to be, yeah... Yeah, yeah, so like, later on. it's kind of like, yeah, him running for commissioner plays a massive factor in this film. Yeah. And so does fucking racial stereotype. Yeah, um, I, as you were saying, <laughs> I'm not too sure if this film will get made today. <laughs> no, definitely not, definitely no. not. Like, like, the thing is, it's scary how relevant this film is in, like, the current, like, political or like yeah the last few years how cut, yeah. like cutting this film like relevant it is it's like I don't know yeah stop being racist guys it's yeah, not nice come love on. each other <laughs> um one of the guys as well like yeah, so I've written down my notes the police are going overboard yeah even including uh Brad Dorif's character deciding to put mud on his face which (laughs) again again looks like politically very incorrect looks like he's blacking up as well Um, yeah it's fucking nuts Uh, that's one of the things as well is the like busybodies tell the police that they assume that the car that they saw past them was the car of one of the kids of the previous owners Mm. so they're automatically thinking ah shit hostage situation yeah not just a stereo loving <laughs> nope nope home invasion home invasion yeah exactly um and then the press turn up as well which <laughs> i just got in my notes uh guy with mental eyebrows those eyebrows they look groomed for that yeah, 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 like yeah. they're generally groomed like in horns like <laughs> it's crazy old man brows <laughs> um the police then get a direct line into the house and, like, trying to speak to who they think is one of the kidnappees and, it, like, turns out that it's Sterling. They don't realise that. They're kind of, at first, like, yeah, someone tried to shoot at me. Like, yeah. oh, my God, what's <laughs> going on? And then it kind of clicks with the chief that, oh, shit, we've been shooting at... An innocent man. An innocent man, <laughs> uh, Andrew Sterling turns out he's like an author, like activist. A, yeah, yeah, he's a real big deal. Like, not only is he like just a, a, a black man, he is a very important and like famous, yeah, man yeah. in general. Yeah, and uh, they have fucked up. up. Yeah, <laughs> but like instead of like this for me, I thought I thought oh like. I thought that was going to be the crux of the film, like this whole mistaken identity of him. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I was kind of thinking, like, oh, how does how does Nicolas Cage come into play? Yeah. Oh, this is how he comes into play. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> obviously, yeah. As I was saying, the chief is running for commissioner, so he doesn't want to, you know, admit the feet on this. You know, he doesn't want to look bad, so he yeah, tries he to set look up like a this... racist. Like... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he tries to set up like this whole scenario where it turns out that Nicolas Cage is the one who did the whole kidnapping and whatnot, and we start to see like a little bit more background into Cage's character too. 
Like, um, you know, like, you know, they because they run down all the stuff about Yeah, him. yeah, yeah, that he's, that he's been locked up for. And like, yeah, and uh, there's some... There's some some unsavory... Like, yeah, he's an unsavory yeah. character. Like, for a film that is predominantly, like, I'd say a comedy... Yeah. Um, it's like, you fled with an underage girl. I don't feel like that part had to, like... Yeah. Like, it takes his character from just being, like, I don't know... A lovable rogue, maybe? Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. like, I don't know. Like, as soon as you put in something like that, I don't know, if there, it's, it's like finding out that, like, the sticky bandits from um, Home Alone are child molesters. It's like, yeah, hey, that's like, you don't no have one to do hear that. that. Come on, they, they've established they're bad guys anyway. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, yeah, he's kind of an anti-hero in this as well. So, like, yeah. it didn't need, it didn't need the, like... Pervert side. No, of, I'm not sure if that was like a stipulation from Cage because he's a weird guy. Like, <laughs> like he, I don't know. It's like maybe he just went like, "Don't worry, I'll figure out this character. I'll bring to you what crimes he would have committed." Like, yeah, um, yeah. I'd also, I'd, I'd also notice a tattoo on his arm, but uh, but at the same time, it didn't bring up any relevance later on, which was just a four ball that just says "play" underneath yeah, on his yeah. bicep, and I was just like, "Oh, I wonder if that's going to turn up." Like, I even put it in my notes, but like, no, no nothing. All, all them tattoos uh, just look like they're made like done in biro. Yeah, <laughs> literally seconds before they started filming. Yeah. Like, they look awful. Um, <laughs> so yeah, they send in. So, they, yeah, their plan is, in a bit more detail, they say to Amos, you will, that Nicolas Cage's character, hmm. they say to him, you will go in, pretend to, like, pretend to keep, yeah, pretend that he is your hostage, and then when we say, like, come out, come out, and uh, you'll come out, you'll get on the next bus, and you'll hot foot it over to Canada, and everything will be fine, like... yeah. You'll be, you'll just be, like, yeah, like your name will be clear, basically. Mm. My name will be clear. You're fine. Uh, that would be fine and dandy, of course, but uh, this film is an hour and 40 minutes long, so obviously yeah. things aren't going to go to plan. Nope. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Amos, again, like to make him look like the guy who had shot at. Sterling, he's yep. then blackfaced up, pushed into the house, given a shotgun, which is what you do to a, like a criminal. You just like, arm him, yeah. send him into a house, make things dangerous for someone already. Oh, the logic, like, I think, yeah, as much as I enjoyed this film, logic was definitely left at the door. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and I think that happened in the writing room. I think, like... Yeah. I, I think it's fair to say, like, uh, the the police... The, the police just resembled to me the police from, like, Police Academy or something. Like, yeah, definitely just... Just bumbling buffoons, <laughs> like... It was like a, yeah, it was like a rogues gallery of idiots. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he's pushed into the house. He tapes up Andrew. Um, the actual press turn up because those busybody wankers. Yeah, like, they're just like, like you know freelancer kind of people. You know. No, like... no, no. Those the, like the couple who live next door. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Had yeah. been like, ah, oh, this isn't enough. We um, want to know what's going on. Yeah, we're going to call like the national news while smoking weed. By the way. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah like a. I tell you, yeah, like a weird plot point. Or, yeah, they're like they're, they're like a real straight laced couple, or yeah. are they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. 
that do be in a way. Uh, <laughs> um, so the press turn up, and then all I've like I've got here in my notes. I'm not sure it's not relevant to the film in any way, but it just mm. cuts to inside the house, and Nicolas Cage is sitting on a like dresser. But it's really fucking high. Like, it's like... I don't know, yeah. It's a good, like, three metres off the... Like, no, not three metres. That's, that's, that's way fucking high. Uh, it's a good, like, two metres off the ground. If, like, like that, two metres quite high. I, I don't know, yeah. <laughs> it's a real high dresser. Yeah. He's sat right on top, like, like intimidating Andrew. Like, he's poor guy. He's taped up. Um, And then, like... He looks on TV and sees that the commit, like, yeah, the chief has pretty much sold him down the river. Yeah. And so now Cage feels like, right, I'm going to take matters into my own hands now. This is a kidnapping. Yeah, exactly. So, like, goes outside of the door, like, well, yeah, why, why is it that he has round um, Sam's neck? I have no idea. It's like some weird, like, wire kind of thing. It looks like a wire coat hanger. Yeah, like with um, like those yeah, like a plastic tubing on it. Yeah, yeah. and so like yeah, like um, yeah, have him to the front door, shotgun aimed at his head, and s- demands a million dollars and a helicopter. <laughs> Obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what every guy asks for. Yeah, right? he's definitely read the the kidnappers handbook. <laughs> like, um, yeah, like uh. And then, like the ch- like, it's very soon after the mm. chief muscles his way into the house, and, yeah. Um, drops drops the n bomb. Pretty, he's like, we don't want this. I'm gonna say neighbor because <laughs> oh, it's actually got a little bit of backstory. Uh, me and Ethan like avid hip hop fans. Yeah, avid hip hop fans. Been friends for yeah, as I said, friends for a few years, and like. We kind of like joked about saying like it's always that hard thing being a hip hop fan and like wanting to rap along, but obviously like being like having a very like liberal mind. Very and obviously, yeah, yeah, don't want to don't don't want to offend nobody. Like no. I've always I've always had the conversation like going to rap concerts like what are you gonna do? You're gonna sing along. Ethan came up with a great idea of... I don't know if I definitely came up with this idea. No, I won't take full credit for it. Um, But it's something that was kind of like made up of me and a bunch of friends uh, that we just started saying uh, neighbour instead. Actually, no, I think I do know... I might... No, I can't remember it right now, but I think I'm... Once I get the story right, I might try and bring it back up again later. But yeah, pretty much a friend of mine did kind of introduced me the idea of saying the word neighbour instead because it kind of sounds a bit similar and it still does work within, you know, yeah. rhyming and whatnot. And so, yeah, and also it's quite a friendly way of saying the word as well. Yeah, yeah, and obviously it like, doesn't have the same connotations. But, of like, course, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a little tip for your white boys out yeah. there. <laughs> um, um, yeah, so he's like kind of flying off the chain saying, hey, we don't want this neighbour around here. Yeah. You just shoot him, it would be a good thing anyway. Yeah. Uh, kind of turns out he's like kind of bluffing a bit. Um, and then um, he kind of like apprehends Amos, gets Amos, him down yeah. on the ground and then says, oh, like says to Andrew, like, oh, oh sorry, sorry about... about that. Sorry about that neighbour thing. Like, yeah. obviously I was just playing. And uh, Andrew says, neighbour that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
while smacking him over the head with a frying pan. Which, like, um, possibly my favourite line in this film. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it was amazing. It, 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 it comes up again as well. Um, if you can find a clip of it on YouTube, just go for it, or just watch the film. To be honest, yeah, watch the fucking film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and what like the chief doesn't realise is now that he has given Amos not one but two hostages. Yeah, because he's a fucking buffoon. Like he just <laughs> cut his losses and. Got out of this so long ago. He could have just took the rap and said, you know what, we made a mistake. We shot at a man's house who is not at fault at all. But no. No. They've they've digging deeper, deeper into the quagmire of filth. I just realised something as well. I think it comes up around this time. We're like looking at my notes. Um, They start showing some of the news reports of... Uh, what's going on right now yeah. and they show like different people um, you know like usually in films like you see people like <laughs> you know like reacting to news and yeah. stuff and we see this great image of a character who's played by for those Breaking Bad fans out there uh, the guy who plays Gus Fring yeah, is in Gina this Carlo Esposito thank you so yeah he's in this and he plays well should I say what they you find out who he plays later on. I know, he plays like yeah. a kind of evangelical, like, Reverend, church leader. Yeah, yeah, who's, you know, very passionate and whatnot. And his introductory scene is him getting a manicure. Yeah, a manicure <laughs> and a perm. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> he's like, kind of like, uh, like, I told you you'd have problems with all those white liberals out there. <laughs> we're going to have to, we're going to have to come sort this out. Uh, yeah, it's fucking great. It's like one of the best introductions in a film. Yeah. Apart from handstand cage in a cell. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Obviously. Um, and then, um, Amos and Andrew go for a run, leaving yep. the house empty with the police chief yep. taped up inside. The buffoons outside have no idea. Yep, about this. they still think that the um, yeah that Amos and Andrew are still in there. Uh, they get a negotiator in there um, to kind of talk to them. Yeah, as yeah, well. which is played by um, Bob Balaban. Yeah, who's, uh, just fucking great in this. Like really understated. Just kind of his name's Doctor Fink. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and yeah, he's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, they go they go to the neighbor's house, which are the two like. Two busy bodies, as I mentioned earlier. Yep. Um, their dog's there, and like Andrew's like, oh shit, it's that dog from earlier. Like, yep. fuck. And then um, <laughs> it's kind of a surreal scene of like uh, Amos trying to get him to shake the dog's hand. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> he's kind of like, uh, he's like, oh, no, I can tell that dog's racist. He's like, yeah. no, he's not racist, like, no, but he will be now if you don't shake his hand. <laughs> which I, a, a, a pretty funny line. Uh, yeah, so they're like, right, like looking around the house trying to look for the car keys. Um, uh, and uh, uh, they go into the bedroom. First of all, opens like he opens the top drawer yeah he opens the top drawer and finds yeah some panties and lingerie and stuff which cage in the most cagey way possible just like takes them takes just a handful of lingerie and just huh (laughs) and it says it doesn't look like any car keys are in there (laughs) (laughs) and then uh even more so yeah like the next drawer they look at and top drawer it's like a pristine like layout like display of 
Dildos. Dildos, <laughs> butt plugs, what, what, whatever you could want, they got it. These people are kinky freaks. Um, and then you look in the cupboard underneath that. Yeah, and there's just like tons of bondage gear. There's like whips and chains and like kind of gimp masks and stuff like that. To which uh, Andrew has an amazing line, which is just like, your typical, like, I don't, you'd imagine it in a sitcom of like, yeah. wah, 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 at yeah. the end of it, which is like, white people. <laughs> <laughs> Almost like should have like been followed with like a wink to the camera. Yeah. Like a little, little nod. <laughs> and like the circle coming in, like the end of a Looney Tune episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then like, Back down in the lounge, they, uh, yeah, Amos finds like the butt of a joint and is smoking yeah. it in the, uh, in the ashtray. Like, yeah, one thing I wanted to say about this film is, mm. um, that like, as much as it's like a comedy, it kind of has like it's broken up with these kind of, I don't know, deep ish conversations about race and about their, like, backgrounds and stuff like that yeah right? so like this brings up a whole thing where um yeah and uh cage's character um like offers um yeah offers uh sam jackson's uh character a bit of the joint and he's all like oh you know not every black guy does drugs and stuff like that um and then what was what was the lead in towards the um... well he tells a story then of, ends up with cage and a story about sea monkeys yeah well. and he kind of goes on about like his whole like family background and saying about how like you know he wanted you know he wanted his family to be as happy as the ones who were on the uh, on the front cover of the sea monkeys yeah it's quite but as if you know real sea monkeys guy they're horrible they're disgusting <laughs> they're like amoebas they're like they're like people's real families. <laughs> I've got a lovely family. I'm joking. Doing it for comedy effect. Wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, and then ice. Th- he then he then radios the cops, and yes. like uh, again, like there's some killer lines from Cage in this because they're kind of like like saying like you should come out and stuff like that, like like. Yeah, come out of the house, and he just like out of nowhere, just like, what if I said we're not in the house? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like I would definitely, yeah. Ah, there must be if there is a compilation like video of clips for this, I will definitely post it on social media, guys. So. <laughs> Keep up to date. With I'm surprised that. I haven't seen like any scenes from this in like all of those like just cage compilations anyway. Yeah, yeah like cage. Yeah, well. The, the most famous Cage compilation is obviously Cage loses his shit. Yeah, that's... he doesn't really lose his shit in this. He's kind of like quite composed. Like, yeah, he just had the odd moments here and there. Yeah, exactly. And um, but they're great. Like, yeah, <laughs> this is the, like that's the thing. I've um, I've developed uh, a love for Nicolas Cage. Like someone, someone like I, yeah, just like someone the other day on Twitter said to me like, oh, like. Your, your cage bashing. Their words were, "You're bashing the one true god." Which, uh, for those of you who don't know, is like a subreddit group uh, all about Nicolas Cage called One True God. I didn't actually know this. Uh, yeah, I'm a I'm an active member myself. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and I had to kind of explain to him that like. I just said like I'm not doing, I'm not trying to bash anyone with these like I'm no. just like you're 
giving your honest opinion. Yeah, and film, but films are absurd anyway. Like yeah. the concept of films are absurd, anyway. and like I started this whole thing out of like intrigue and like kind of a love of films, whether they be good or bad. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I fucking love all the Fast and Furious films. Yeah. Not a lot of people do. I love bad films. Yeah, they're just nuts. <laughs> so, so like, yeah. But yeah, just kind of wanted to wanted to get that point out there. That, like, obviously, yeah. I'm not. I'm not like when I'm talking about Nicolas Cage in these ways. It's yeah. not coming from like he's a shit actor. Yeah, it's not a negative. No, thing, yeah, no. These films, they like <laughs> this. This is proof that it is. He's fun, like yeah. he doesn't take himself too seriously, and he's carved out a niche for himself, and you yeah. cannot knock the guy for that. No. Um, yeah, so Andrew then tells Amos a story about his dad, about like um, how his dad didn't like, kind of didn't want him to be like the other. Yeah, because he it's kind of brought up because. Amos says to him, "I bet you've got like a white wife." Yeah, and he's like, kind of, kind of explaining himself of how he came from like a very well, well-off background, but like his his dad was an accountant. His dad before him was an accountant. It was kind of expected of him to to go to college and stuff like that. Yeah, and uh, there's a whole thing also about like how um, you know when. Yeah, when uh, when Andrew did try to, you know, be a little bit more within, you know, that gap kind of culture and whatnot, you know, his dad washed his mouth out with soap. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, because it was, like, it was kind of like, you know, because his dad wanted kind of like the best for him. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Kind of, yeah. Kind of, it's kind of that weird thing that this film, yeah, as I said, it's kind of odd tonally because it does have these moments like of kind of slapstick and outlandish comedy, but then these kind of like almost tender moments of kind of actual race issues in a way in a way yeah, yeah, like, which I kind of appreciate yeah yeah race and class issues yeah yeah yeah, yeah because like it was like in like the film is a very aware of like you know the subject that it's tackling and I guess it is trying to show that like they're not trying to take it too lightly you know they're just like you know we do know that this is a serious issue and yeah, you yeah. know we want to you know actually light upon it so what does our main man Amos do what does a pizza <laughs> That's what you did. Of course. That's what you did. You didn't go to pizza earlier. Which is, there is a brilliant actual throwback to that film when he is. Yeah. The, when, when the chief gives him the plan, um, yeah, like he's leaving, he's leaving the police station. And, and you see the girl actually going into police station with the pizza in yeah, hand. Yeah. And he's like, he kind of like gives a little wry smile. And you see, like, I don't think he necessarily needed this character, like, quirk at all but he has he has a gold tooth yeah and it's like, <laughs> how could I love Cage anymore give the man a gold, gold tooth, tooth. <laughs> um, um, at this point though after the pizza has been ordered the busybodies as I call them or mm. as he he thinks their name is the Rommels doesn't he He's yeah like, because that's the name that's on the dog isn't it yeah which yeah. I think the dog's name must be Rommel yeah uh, but um, they come home and what do you know He's not. He's back. He's back up to three hostages yep. as opposed to the original one. <laughs> then he got two, but then that one is now in a house on his own. So is he technically a hostage? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> um, tries to get the car keys off of Mister and Missus Rommel. Yep. 
they're not having it. And like this, <laughs> this like kind of not bumped me in a way, but obviously it's supposed to be like a, a hostage situation. Nobody seems to take him seriously whatsoever. No. Like, uh, it's like, like shotgun in hand and everything. And he's like, nope. Yeah, they're <laughs> sat in the back of the car. He's trying to get the key. He's trying to find the keys off of them. And they're kind of playing like a kind of childish game of he's trying to open the door. And they just they're keep locking the, lock. the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's just like... Even Sam man. Jackson's getting pissed off of it as well. Yeah, it's like <laughs> the man's got a fucking shotgun. Yeah, like, like don't, don't fuck about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't fuck around. <laughs> Um, oh, fucking yeah! And um, whilst this is happening, the chief manages to um, slip free of the, like being taped into a chair. Yep, by, um, <laughs> stepping on broken glass, falling down the stairs. Yeah, like <laughs> this film is like somewhere like I don't know. It's yeah, it's tonally. It's I would liken it being somewhere between the Breakfast Club and Home Alone. Yeah, like, like, I don't know. With Police Academy chucked in there, like it's like it's a melange of with some uh, odd like racial co- uh, stereotype and commentary in there as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, so he gets free. He speaks to Amos on the radio. You you realise then that like I oh know no, no uh, still he doesn't he still thinks that he's in the house that he's just come out of yeah nobody realises yet that they're actually at the Gilman's house yeah um the Cage um, thinks that they're at the Gilman's house now yeah yeah he thinks yeah Cage thinks they're now at that house because he's like oh we're outside we're coming to get you yeah. They're still at the OG house. Yeah. They're still at, like, Sterling's house. Yeah. Like, he's none the wiser, though. Um, it turns out as well that Cage had taken the tape off of the chief because the chief yeah. had taken it off of the reporter because he was realised that there's incriminating stuff on there. Yeah. <laughs> and it's kind of here where you realise that the Gilmans are what they are because he keeps calling them the Rommels and he's like, yeah. I don't know why you keep calling me that. Like, that's not my yeah. name. It's Gilman, which like leads, yeah, leads Amos to be like, oh, that's the name on this tape. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> he's like, oh, what, like, what's on there? Like, like, and they're, again, they're not taking him seriously. The man has a shotgun in his hand. They're kind of, kind and of tackle him. Yeah, he's trying to like wrestle the tape off of him and whatnot and it's just like, the man has a shotgun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they say, like, he says to them, like, he's saying, like, what's on the tape? What's on the tape? He's like, is it something kinky? <laughs> <laughs> Again, another amazing delivery. Like, it's not just the line itself. It's the way it's delivered. That's what I love about this. Like, it's it's a first-class courier. Yeah. It's no, it's no Hermes or Yodel delivery. No. But you're getting top-notch delivery from Nicolas Cage. And we fucking love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the tape is revealed and the Gilmans are fucking racist. They're like uh, bottom-of-the-barrel people. Yeah. Um, to which obviously pisses off um, Andrew. Yeah, Even definitely. more so. And he kind of realises... That like what what the plan was like he yeah. realizes their plan was to cover up the fact that the chief is incompetent and obviously yeah. they had racially profiled him from the get go yeah um, 
and whilst this happens, a police uh, a p- police pizza girl turns up. Yep, and things get Cage finally a gets his pizza. Weird. Yeah, because how old would you say this girl? I uh, like. 15, 16 tops. Yeah, like doesn't she even say that she's like at school or something and she's just doing pizza during the summer? Yeah, and he's just like, he's flirting with her, he's trying to get her to come to Canada with him. Like, yeah. I don't know, it just took a real weird turn for a couple of minutes there. Yeah. I had no idea <laughs> what was going on. Um, Amos ties up the Gilmans with their bondage gear, which I thought was a really good, like, really good moment. Oh, yeah, and it's at the moment that the uh, pizza girl turns up that they realise that the police aren't outside the house. Yep. That they're scot-free, basically. Like, nobody's, yeah, nobody's looking for them. No. Um, The police storm the OG house as well, don't they? Like, Yeah. But one of the guys goes in early trying to be some kind of saviour Rambo. Yeah, like he's blacked his face up again as well. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He ends up like getting... Did they throw a grenade in, or is it? It was a grenade, yeah. And like it does, like that's the thing. Like there's nothing to him. No, because well, no, because obviously because it's like you know late eighties, early nineties. So you know they they don't kill people, Patrick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know they just blow a bit of smoke in their face, and yeah. that's it. <laughs> He's kind of disorientated, hides under a bed. Like the police come in and <laughs> full on like smashing the place. What teams and yeah, everything? Yeah. yeah. Find him. Also, by the way, while all this has been going on, uh, the interrogator has been... No, no, sorry, not the interrogator. The negotiator has been on the phone to what he thought was Amos the entire time. And it's pretty much just been telling the guy, like, his His life life story. story. Just, like, going on about how, like, when he was a kid, he wanted a pony. (laughs) And all this kind of stuff is brilliant. Um, And then, like, yeah, like, they storm in. They catch this guy... That obviously they think is Amos. Yeah. And the chief just goes along with it because he's like, I don't want him to find out at this point that I'm an incompetent arsehole. Yeah. Like, I've been all the way through. <laughs> so they just go with it. They say, yep, he's, yep, that's that's definitely, that's definitely him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, then Amos finally gets the keys. Oh, and we, at this point as well, we see a ferry ride journey of the evangelical church members yeah all coming over They're all singing singing <laughs> they've got uh they've got fiery pikes like they're, they're they're full on they are they are meaning business yep um yeah so amos gets the keys and then says to andrew that they've got to stay together that they're a couple of gangsters like, yeah that's it we're in it together we've kind of yeah, we've like we've gone past the point of. I think it's the the chief says as well that he's going to get um, Andrew done for attempted murder for the frying pan around the face. Yep. So obviously right. now they're both kind of yeah they're on, both on the run. Yeah, they're both they're both <laughs> on the run. Um, but then Andrew offends Amos because he says to him like you're just a nickel and dime criminal. Yeah. Like. And to get back at him, he says, well, you're the worst, you're the worst black man I've ever met. Like, or even saying you're the whitest black man that's, I've ever met. That's the whitest. Yeah. Like, Sorry, I did not mean to, I wrote yeah. worst. <laughs> I did not mean that. Like, I, I'm, 
had the sentiment <laughs> like you are. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. but yeah, I'm not trying. Ooh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and then they oh. end up. Like, well, she's like, yeah. <laughs> Talk about race. Get a bit like two white guys. <laughs> Oh, oh god! Uh, <laughs> right, so um, they end up rocking on like the yeah. They end up rocking all over the. They have a scuffle, yeah. Rolling around on the grass. Yep. Uh, Amos is like, oh, like I got hay fever. Oh, like, freshly cut grass. <laughs> um, and Andrew gets yeah pulls a, pulls the shotgun on him. Yeah, and I, I whilst watching the film, I turned around to Ethan and said like the music. It's really nice. It's really tender and sweet. It's kind of like an instrumental version of "You've Got a Friend in Me" from the <laughs> Toy Story soundtrack. But all the while, he's got a gun pointed at <laughs> someone's fucking head. I just didn't like. I didn't get it. Like, no. There was. I swear there was a line that Sam Jackson says as well, but I can't remember what it was. Yeah, it's oh. a really. It's, I, I found it to be like quite a weird moment yeah uh, and the police then call in like some weird hillbilly as well with a couple of bloodhounds yeah who comes out of just nowhere yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like some yeah full on like yeah hillbilly characters like stereotypical okay. kind of like beaten up old hat with like some dungarees on yeah. like a red t-shirt <laughs> and like yeah these two with a couple of bloodhounds just... yeah he looks like he looks straight out of like a animated Disney film yeah Aristocats or something like that or like I kept thinking um the rescuers, like yeah, you know, down 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 in the bayou, like hey, girl, come on, boy, <laughs> <laughs> and then um the evangelical church members all turn up and kind of like demanding Andrews, like yeah, yeah, they're saying like, they're saying like um we want Sterling, like they're saying like where's brother Sterling? Sterling. They're like. They're going mental. They're kind of like having a bit of friction with the police. Like they're saying, "We want, we want Brother Sterling." They say, "Like he's not yeah. here." And like, there's like an argument. There's obviously more misconceptions about what people mean. Cause, like, <laughs> we don't want you people here, <laughs> <laughs> which obviously like sounds racist, but it's, like, I think it's more to do with like they just don't want people. They end up kind of scuffling and like, yeah, they just like yeah, just storm them. <laughs> those weird fiery like torches that they were carrying definitely came into play here yep. because they end up setting light to some <laughs> curtains and the house is now on fire as if <laughs> poor Andrew's night couldn't get any worse um, yeah Amos tries to leave um, yep. he takes the car Andrew's just kind of like said that's it I'm not going like He's I'm like stay as smoke. Yeah, then he say just like fuck it, I'm going home. Yeah, <laughs> essentially. Yeah, exactly. Um, the pizza girl as well. Um, Amos had said to her, like, "Here's the tape. Please give it to a reporter." Yeah, they'll know what to do with it. And yeah, she funnily enough ends up giving it back to the uh, to the freelance reporter, Mister Old Eyebrows. Yeah, eyebrows, <laughs> which she only knew that he was uh, a reporter because. The sun visor of his car, he has a, like... Press sticker. Yeah, 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 like a kind of laminated, like... It's almost like the 90s version of... Uh, you remember, like, in those old, like, either, like, 50s or 60s... Um, 
uh, like pictures or even like TV shows from back then. Like you have like you know like the press, they'd be wearing like their trilbies or their fedoras and they have a little press sticker yeah, 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 in the yeah, side yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so like this is like the early nineties version of that. Hey, I, guess. I work for the press, boys. Andrews like just walk home though doesn't and does doesn't go smoothly because the bloodhounds um, catch are, up with yeah, him. Are looking for him. They fucking chasing him like all the way through some like lovely meadows. Well, not so lovely because he's getting chased through the yeah. bloodhounds and some weird hillbilly. <laughs> but um, <laughs> fortunately enough, though, uh, Amos does end up coming across this and manages to veer the bloodhounds in a kind of direction. Just like ends up circling them, really. Yeah, doesn't yeah, he? yeah. yeah. He gets he gets uh, he gets Andrew into the car, and they kind of like everything's calm and then yeah. the bloodhounds he has he has like Andrew has this amazing idea because they've got the chief's badge yeah and they call over the bloodhounds they sniff the scent going straight after him um he's doing like a press conference yeah saying like yeah we're gonna do this we're gonna do that the blood, like the bloodhounds oh, are coming. Sorry, there was one line in there that I um, I remember as well. Them saying about like, oh, but what actually happened to Andrew Sterling? And he was just sort of like, oh no, I'm so happy that he's like he's living on the island. Yeah, like completely <laughs> evades the question <laughs> and comes off as like covering up racism. Yeah, almost. yeah, yeah. it's just um, like. <laughs> but like, yeah, and at this moment, yeah, old eyebrows comes out with the videotape, like. Oh, Chief, wouldn't the press like to see this videotape? Uh, he's getting interviewed. It kind of does this weird, like, when the bloodhounds kind of catch up with the commissioner like this, this fade. Like, did oh, you, yeah. yeah. There was, like, yeah, this, like, really slow motion-y kind of thing going on. It's just like, oh, I guess that's the kind of end of that, then. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The kind of fade. You don't, you don't see him really get his comeuppance, but obviously it is implied. Um yeah. And then we get the next day with, uh, it looks like just Amos on his own to begin with, like getting yeah. on the ferry out or off of the island. Mm. And you see him like drive past the car with a uh, black lady who says, um, oh yeah, I'm uh, Mrs. Sterling. Andrew Sterling. Yeah, yeah. I'm. Uh, don't worry, I've got a ticket, I've got a reservation here. And then like he kind of like hears this and like, oh, like... This is cool. your cue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, wakes up Andrew, who's actually in the back. He says, like, here you go, like, here's, like, be reunited with your, your wife. Hmm. They kind of have, like, a little moment as well where, like, um, earlier on in the film, Amos had stolen his watch. Yeah. Yeah, I don't actually remember that really yeah, I don't, I, Yeah, I don't actually remember. I remember him mentioning the watch, but... Yeah, I don't remember him stealing it. I don't know. Maybe that's edited out. Maybe, uh... Oh, I don't know. I'll probably have to watch it again at some point. Figure yeah. that out. <laughs> Fine tooth comb. Yeah. Um, and he says to him, like... He says, you like, you can keep it. Yeah. Doesn't he? And he's like... And then they kind of... They, like... Amos calls him bro. Yeah. Which has been a point of contention earlier on in the film. Because he was like... Don't call me brother. You're not my brother. Like yeah. the racial tension high. He's like, don't worry about it, brother. Yeah. <laughs> ah, ah. it's just so lovely. Amos drives off to Canada, and then Q. Oh, 
police chief is running for commissioner. But if I get out of this, chief, I'm kidding ya. Chief needs a cover-up plan, cause he heard I'm famous. Call a crazy white boy, name was Amos. I thought Amos was a burglar. But when he saw me, he said I never heard of ya. He couldn't tell north from south. But Amos was my only way out of this suburban nightmare. <laughs> that was Suburban Nightmare by Sir Fucking Mix-A-Lot. <laughs> what did you think of that song? Like, I don't think they've done that in films in so long where he essentially... Wraps the plot. Wraps the plot of the film, yeah. yeah. Like, like, I can't... I really can't remember the last time that happened. Like, yeah. it was a big trope in the 90s. Yeah, definitely, though. yeah, yeah. Like, um, I was at, like... Turtles. I remember the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, you turtles. got the ninja rap and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, and you? then yeah. you've got like Adam's Family, like uh, Adam Family Values has oh got my like God, a rap. Yeah, they yeah. had a rap song as well. Who did? Like, there was someone quite noble who did that as well. I swear. By Will God. Smith? No, I don't think it was Will Smith. No, it wasn't Will Smith. Will Smith did that. Uh, how was it? Nightmare on My Street. Have you ever heard that? Like the? No, um, I haven't. Actually. It's like a kind of Nightmare on Elm Street style like rap song he did, which is hilarious. Like, oh man, was that like? Is this like early Will Smith yeah or? yeah so it's like it's like you know like, like Fresh Prince kind of era yeah yeah like oh, helping wow. my mum and dad do the dishes like that that that, that Will Smith era yeah I like, need to hear done this. to the original like original like Nightmare on Elm Street like theme oh with God, some terrible man. drums on it it's, <laughs> it's fucking great so like yeah if you guys don't want to watch this film you can always just look on YouTube for Sir Mix a lot um, Suburban Nightmare yeah Suburban not even Suburban <laughs> which is how the word is spelt and pronounced no he's changed the spelling to Suburban yeah uh, no fucking explanation. Like, I think even Suburban Nightmare would still work in context of the song as well. Like, I mean, the way that it's still yeah, yeah, yeah. said. Like, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Although, I was going to say one thing you did forget to say at the end, though. Um, you did say that, like, you know, uh, Nicolas Cage, you know, goes off to Canada. Kind of goes the wrong way a bit. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> that's mentioned the song as well. It's like, he doesn't know he's north from south. <laughs> like, it's fucking nuts. Um, <laughs> Yeah, like, um, but, oh, so guys, you've heard, like, what we have to say about this film. Yeah. Now it's time to see what people who actually know what they're talking about have to say about it. So the three scores we've got this week, obviously I always go on what Google gives me as the top three scores. So we're in for a treat this week because we have... IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes, and the late great Roger Ebert yes. is providing us with a score this week. Who, um, funnily enough, um, the one of the uh, Mr. Gilman, yeah, Mr. Gilman looks quite a lot like Roger Ebert. <laughs> so let's see if Roger Ebert liked that. Um, yeah. So IMDb, how much? Like how much you reckon him? Like, what I... do you reckon? What do you reckon? People like like actual credible people think about this film, not a couple of idiots. I like kind of us. wonder because, like, I mean, I I feel like it try, like it somewhat succeeded in what it tried to do and whatnot. I like I like I I guess I I guess that IMDb would give it about like a six out of ten. Uh, kind of yeah, yeah, five point five. Oh, so like, <laughs> okay then. <laughs> um, Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, how do you reckon that's going? <laughs> I don't know, man. That's probably going to end up being lower, I guess. Yeah, but... 21%. Hey! <laughs> yep, I feel and... that's quite unfair. 
And Roger Ebert, classic score out of four. Out of four, I'm going to say a two. 2.5. Hey! So... That. Yeah, so not too bad. Obviously, yeah. I think we probably enjoyed it a lot more than yeah. these people did. But what do they know? Yeah. They're idiots. <laughs> They're not. We're the idiots. Um, I don't know. I've, I think part of my thingy was I'm paying seven ninety nine for this. I'm going to yeah. fucking enjoy it whether I like it or not. <laughs> um, right, so yeah. So if anyone wants to like, I don't know, if anyone wants to stalk you online, Ethan, uh, what's the best way to do it? Like, uh, So I'd personally say either, yeah, like follow me on Twitter or Instagram. I believe both my handles on those are Ethan underscore Valentine. Nice. And yeah, um, Twitter, I've been trying to update it a little bit more recently. I just chat shit about what's going on in the world. And Good. then Instagram, uh, now and again, I post pictures of art and shit and that's about it. Yeah, but like, Ethan always, like, puts up really nice, like, opinions on, like, really heartfelt opinions on films and stuff like that, which I always, like, always look at and go, like, oh, like, that's, that's really, like, it's good to see someone who talks about, like, not just this film is good, this film is bad, like, I don't know, if it has, like, any emotional value or like what you took from it which is always always good like good to me yeah i mean like i guess my my like my most my, my most recent post was definitely about that which was about uh the most recent wonder woman film yeah. which i'd highly recommend going to see if you're you know if you feel kind of a bit down about the current climate <laughs> of the world and whatnot there's been a lot of shit going on this well, is like, definitely a film that i think would yeah by the time know. this one goes out like hopefully things have got better uh we're recording this on the 4th of June and won't be released for like two or three weeks. So we could be living in a whole new world. Yep. <laughs> um, well, yeah, it was great. Um, obviously, I've been Petrus Pat Syllabus. I've been Ethan Valentine O'Connell. We've been Caged In. You've been Rad. Bye. Bye. Fuck Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This podcast is presented by the Breadcrumbs Collective, home of the Pod Charles Cinecast, Caged In Copa Connections, A Drip Town Limery, Maine, Franchise, and many more to come. Our shows are all presented ad free and made possible by listeners like you. Please support our shows by subscribing, leaving ratings and reviews, and becoming patrons at patreon.com. If you'd like to learn more about Breadcrumbs, head over to breadcrumbscollective.com. Breadcrumbs. It's more than a podcast network. It's family.